Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is March 2nd, and we are here in the Bible reading app. Yesterday, we finished Acts chapter 21. And if you remember, Paul was in the middle of a riot. Then they arrested him. And just before we ended the chapter, he stood up and asked permission to speak. And they said, if you can speak to us in Greek... In being able to appease them, he was just about to speak when the chapter ended. So today we are going to go into Acts chapter 22 and hear what it is that Paul said. So here we go. Follow along if you can in the New International Version, Acts chapter 22. Brothers and fathers, listen now to my defense. When they heard him speak to them in Aramaic, they became very quiet. Then Paul said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city. I studied under Gamaliel and was thoroughly trained in the law of our ancestors. I was just as zealous for God as any of you are today. I persecuted the followers of this way to their death, arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison, as the high priest and all the council can themselves testify. I even obtained letters from them to their associates in Damascus and went there to bring these people as prisoners to Jerusalem to be punished. About noon, as I came near Damascus, suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? I asked. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting, he replied. My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. What shall I do, Lord? I asked. Get up, the Lord said, and go into Damascus. There you will be told all that you have been assigned to do. My companions led me by the hand into Damascus because the brilliance of the light had blinded me. A man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. He stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very moment, I was able to see him. Then he said, The God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear words from his mouth. You will be his witness to all people of what you have seen and heard. And now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. When I returned to Jerusalem and was praying at the temple, I fell into a trance and saw the Lord speaking to me. Quick, he said, leave Jerusalem immediately, because the people here will not accept your testimony about me. Lord, I replied, These people know that I went from one synagogue to another to imprison and beat those who believe in you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I stood there giving my approval and guarding the clothes of those who were killing him. Then the Lord said to me, Go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. The crowd listened to Paul until he said this. Then they raised their voices and shouted, Rid the earth of him. He's not fit to live. As they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust into the air, the commander ordered that Paul be taken into the barracks. 
He directed that he be flogged and interrogated in order to find out why the people were shouting at him like this. As they stretched him out to flog him, Paul said to the centurion standing there, Is it legal for you to flog a Roman citizen who hasn't even been found guilty? When the centurion heard this, he went to the commander and reported it. What are you going to do? he asked. This man is a Roman citizen. The commander went to Paul and asked, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I am, he answered. Then the commander said, I had to pay a lot of money for my citizenship. But I was born a citizen, Paul replied. Those who were about to interrogate him withdrew immediately. The commander himself was alarmed when he realized that he had put Paul, a Roman citizen, in chains. The commander wanted to find out exactly why Paul was being accused by the Jews. So the next day he released him and ordered the chief priests and all the members of the Sanhedrin to assemble. Then he brought Paul and had him stand before them. This concludes the reading of Acts chapter 22. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. I just get amazed by what was taking place here. I mean, it was hard enough for Paul to convince them that Jesus was the Messiah. Remember, the Jews didn't believe anything about Jesus. In fact, they thought the Messiah was someone who was coming to put them in charge and to make them in power. So when they heard Jesus had died on a cross and rose again, this didn't compute with them. They were looking for someone of authority to make them rulers. So everything about this message was already frustrating to them. So then, when Paul says that not only that, God sent him to the Gentiles, this puts the whole crowd in an uproar. They were so frustrated to hear that Paul believed God would actually send him to the Gentiles. After all, if the Gentiles could be part of this too, how would the Jews be put into authority? You see, this entire message was upside down to the Jews. They weren't going to be in charge, and everyone had the opportunity to be with Jesus. I listened to this, and I think how crazy that must have been, that they really believed that. But do you know we all somewhat believe that we deserve God's grace? There is a piece of us that actually believes we deserve God's grace more than someone else. But did you know there's nothing you can do to earn God's grace? It's just given to all people. God's love is for all of mankind, and His grace extends into all of creation. God's heart is that all people would be saved. And the only way that happens is when people like Paul are transformed and called into the presence of Jesus, and then they go out into the most unlikely people to make sure they share the gospel with them. There's people in every corner of this earth. There's people in every corner of your community. In fact, there's people in every corner of your workplace or your school or your neighborhood that desperately need to know who Jesus is. And if we write them off as not being worthy to receive the gospel, then we've missed the entire point. So Paul stands up and declares, God sent him even to the Gentiles. This was the message to them, that God loves all people, that this message isn't just for one type of person or one way of living. God loves everyone, 
and he's calling them all to him. Yes, there's things we all have to walk away from. There's things that we do that actually separate us from God. But those things don't stop God from trying to reach us. And so just like Paul, Jesus showed himself to Paul in order to transform his ways. And because of that, Paul was willing to go to others and help them transform their lives too. Who is God calling you to? Who do you know that, sure, you might look at them and think they're so far away from the Lord or that their life needs to do a complete turnaround? And you might even stop and think, can they actually be saved? Well, what we learn from this is that all people can be saved. In fact, it's God's heart that all people would get to know him. Who are you praying for? Is it a lost one? Is it a neighbor who doesn't know the Lord? Is it someone in your family? Maybe even someone in your house who doesn't yet know the love of Jesus? You need to know this today. God loves them more than you do. And God's heart is that they would be saved more than it is your heart. But he's wanting to burn that inside of you, that you would abandon all things just to see them get saved. Maybe it's a loved one that's inside your home and you are waiting for them to understand the love of God. Be consistent with them. Love them, encourage them, and then live a life so worthy of God that they would be drawn to you and in that be drawn to our Heavenly Father. Or maybe it's someone in your school or your workplace. The way you live your life will show them the goodness of God. It's not your words necessarily. It's not what you preach to them. It's how you live and how you treat them. So live a life that causes people to fall in love with God and be willing to do it no matter the cost. Just like Paul, that it wouldn't stop you no matter what it looks like, that you would go wherever God wants you to go and be who he called you to be. And as you do that, Watch as God transforms the people around you, and it will bring life in the most unlikely of places. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you, and God bless.